just grab them in the brisket. All right, guys, we're just going to jump right into the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. Just want to say um, thanks for the uh, the listen. Alden, hit him up in the business. Right off the bat, man. I love it. I love it, guys. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. is at Grab the Brisket. Facebook, Instagram, both one and the same. You guys know it. It's at Grab them in the Brisket. And if you need to email us, because we need you to email us. We love the response. Obviously, positive or negative. We love it. It's grabmanthebrisket at gmail.com. And we will read them all. Yeah, please. And actually, if you know John's personal email, go ahead and feel free to send a couple of there. Uh, I will not get them. He's He's uh, been hacked. Yeah, John was hacked. um, And he received 4,000 emails within about an hour, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Every time I go in there and try to delete one of these emails, I get like 1,000 more. So teaches you, right? Yeah. Uh, We're sharing it now. Would you have your password set up? Like one, two, three? No. One, two, three, four. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Way to go. Guys, it's been a week. A whole week's went by. Mm-hmm. We, we had some badass grilling this weekend. The pork steaks, phenomenal. Yeah. Can, can I just, yeah, just sure. interrupt Go you ahead. just one second? I, I wish you would. <laughs> I really wish you would yeah. interrupt me, James. It'd be the same if you didn't. Let me just go ahead and just catch people mm. up to speed for the maybe possibly the new listeners that, that might be their first time tuning in. Give them kind of an idea of what they can expect they're going to find in this podcast. So we have a 90-second beer review coming up shortly. Um, We do feature a couple of barbecue wins, fails, what have you, um, towards the end. And then we'll talk about something barbecue-related or beer-related. I mean, it really just depends. I mean, we sometimes we just go off the rails and we just talk about whatever we want. Completely unrelated. Exactly. And that's basically just grabbing the brisket podcast. I mean, we we're going to talk anything and everything, uh, except for we won't really get into religion or politics or anything like that. But I will say this: Did, did you guys see Trump at the uh, the, the college football Dude, game? Last he got night? a huge ovation, bro. It did. They, they were it like chanting, like USA, USA. Yeah, it was solid. Hmm. Did you so. nice? Did you nice. see? Did you see Vince Vaughn? Um, I did rubbing rubbing elbows with him a little yeah. bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Oh, he he caught a lot. He caught a lot, lot of crap on really? Twitter. Yeah, they're blowing him up. They're like, "Hey, this guy's done." Everybody's like, "This dude's finished." They're like, "They, the they, they, they want to cancel Vince Vaughn." Basically, I love Vince Vaughn. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently, I guess there's a Wedding Crashers number two in the works, and I'll watch the shit out of it because yeah, the first one was not anymore. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, R.I.P. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Well, I don't know. If they do rig question number yeah, two and they put that. they put titties on, on video, we gonna watch it. Who's not gonna watch that? Yeah, no, Vince Vaughn's awesome. I mean, old school. Uh I mean they're they're all great. Yeah. Well, how's everybody's week been? Like for I know, real. I know maybe you'll get cut off. Maybe you start talking <laughs> and then you get cut off and what can I just do an agenda? Can I just interrupt you while uh, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, James. <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's get down to it. No, I was just trying to say we come up. We're bouncing off a whole week. Um, we, we are kind of neighbors. We do kind of see each other quite a bit, but we don't see each other every single day or whatever else. Maybe maybe you and John do, James, or you. Yeah, and, we do. You and James do, Alden or whatever. But I mean, typically, if I'm if it's during the work week, I'm not just bouncing over all the time or whatever. But I do think we had a pretty pretty awesome weekend. I mean, think we had some great weather. We had some awesome food we cooked. John's Niners won. Correct. The Texans lost. That sucked. Mm-hmm. We made some badass food. 
uh, did a, which I think we, we actually popped a video on this. Um, so we'll be able to put this out and show you all for the grabbing the brisket followers. But we did a, uh, what was it? The tomahawk ribeye, which I showed the video a couple times at, at, at work today. People were like, oh my God, the steak looks phenomenal. Yes. So, and then John did a A5 Wagyu. Yeah, that strip steak. Strip steak or awesome. something. Yeah. That yeah. thing that was too. like butter. Like it just, it melted on the plate. It was ridiculously looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Did, did you, when you went to the store, did you say, hey, give me your biggest steak that you have? No, actually, I. Uh, I was between that one and a different one. Um, this was two point two point seven pound tomahawk steak. There was a two point nine pound tomahawk. Mm. I think there was a three pound. I was like, ugh. I just <laughs> pocketbook was starting to fill the old crunch there. You know, I started doing the math. I was like, thirty eight bucks for a steak. Yeah. You know, that's a big steak. Though. That's feeding a lot of people. It fed a lot of people. Like, so I'm, I'm I'm sorry, guys, man. I'm a, I'm gonna need you to chip in a little bit on yeah. this steak. I mean. <laughs> I'm. I didn't want to. I'm. I'm only bringing this up for a reason. Yeah. Pops right. be tripping. Pop. He he be asking some of that tripping. money back. <laughs> we also did a little cook on the uh, the Trombo King, which I know we'll get into in a little. Trombo bit. King. Trombo yeah. King. Oh, that was great. So occasionally, uh, you'll hear product reviews, and it's going to be seasonings or just whatever barbecue tools or equipment that's out there that we'll, we'll give it a try and see what it is, and you'll get our honest opinion. Some may like it, some may not, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of stuff that we've we've reviewed has been been pretty good. I agree. I think so as well. I do want to get into one thing. I will say that maybe not the start of my week, but maybe midway through my week started off with a bang, which I, I really don't want to share that story, but I will if you <laughs> guys want me to elaborate yeah. on this. Well, you know, it's Tuesday. We haven't even gotten into the middle of the week I'm talking yet. about from last week. Oh, okay, okay. He's talking about yeah. the end of the week, like Saturday. Like, yeah. I, we went with a bang, like a bang. Right, right. Okay. Like bang, yeah. bang. Uh, it sounds yeah. like you don't want to share it. So. No, he wants to share it. He oh, brought it up. It. He's got to share it. Oh, and that's the end of that story. Right. Yeah, no. I'll share it. I know the story. I can what? share it. What? What did Mandy do? <laughs> well, Mandy was not there for, uh, I guess you could say, to not tell me to do something. I don't know. Hmm. But, no, nah, for, for real. I had a uh, mishap in my house. Kind of shot a hole in my bathroom cabinet with a shotgun in mm. my house. Which, that actually happened. We were, which yeah. is, we were these things the happen. Yeah, that yeah. Did I mean, you might have to elaborate a little bit on that and just explain to the folks what exactly happened, and just strictly for learning purposes. Uh, sure. And I, and I will say this: nobody was present in my house besides me. And I will preface it by saying this. We were trying to donate some stuff or whatever, and I had some sketchy people come to the house, I guess you could say. And they just kind of they were picking up trash, for one thing. And so they're picking up trash, so I have these bags. I'm like, well, we have these bags to donate already, so I'm giving them their bags, and they're, they're like, happy. So I'm thinking, like, they see how generous I am. Maybe they may come back. So I go upstairs, make sure, you know, I'm I'm ready to go if they come back, you know. And You uh, sound very, like... <laughs> not trusting at all. You know what I mean? And, and I I feel like this is a cry for help for Alden, guys. This is what Alden's doing. He's crying for help. Right, yeah. The We're gun We're your accidentally friends. went off, right? No, it did not accidentally go off. Oh, you, No, you, no, you, it's, it's worse than that. He pulled the trigger, I pulled folks. that trigger, yeah. yes. He was so, testing to te- see if it was yeah. loaded. Yeah. <laughs> How does that even sound? Think about this, that guys. Bad. Who that, tests that, a gun that sounds horrible. to see if it's loaded by pulling the trigger? <laughs> You don't do that, Jan? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because the safety's on. He's checking to see if it was safety was on. Mm. 
How crazy is it? Alden, tell us, you know, give us the real business. How about that? <laughs> so, like I say, it's, it was, um, I mean, it, it happened very fast. I can say that. Guns so, work that way. I, yeah, they do. And luckily, I didn't have, like, buckshot in my shotgun. You know, it was it was more of, like, a small game or, like, a clay-type deal. So, the BBs were tiny. Um, so, it, it could have been worse. But, like I say, nobody was there. And, you know, Mandy, she was down the street. And nobody heard it when the shot went off. And so she's already worried about that. Like, well, Jesus, what if you actually are trying to kill me? Nobody would hear that shot, you know? That was her first, that was her immediate response to that. I just had a brain fart, I guess you could say, and playing with the safety and happened to pull the trigger and shot a hole at the very bottom of my cabinet in, in my bathroom and sprayed wood everywhere. And, and yeah, so that's how, uh, that's how Saturday started. Wow. Lessons of. learned. Yeah. Exactly. Lessons learned. Yeah. <clears throat> one day dropping briskets and the next day just shooting holes in um and <laughs> um cabinets i mean you never know you don't know what's going to happen to the grabbing the brisket crew i mean that's true yeah yeah that's alton okay altonism <laughs> i'm glad everybody was safe for sure you guys uh well, while we're into sharing stories let me go ahead and share my little story and for the i guess the listeners that have been around since the very I'd say maybe the first episode. I, I don't know if this is the first or second episode where this particular story debuted, but there's a part two to it. And uh, if you guys don't know, because I haven't told you, but I ran into the jackass driving the white <laughs> Nissan Murano. I've confirmed it. It is a Murano. I thought it was a rogue, but it's a Murano. So I ran into him Saturday. And again, he got me. He got you again. <laughs> got me again. This guy's name is Rick. Uh, I bet. I, I don't know. It, he just he <laughs> came out the podcast. It, yeah. Saturday morning, I'm just driving. Just all's good in the world. I, I think I was running to the Walmart. I think I was running to get some pickle supplies. I was going to make some pickles. Not even thinking about anything. I think I had to, um, probably the grabbing the brisket podcast. You know, queued up and just driving along. Next thing you know, and just out of the the. the corner of my rear view i just catch a split glimpse of a white car almost just clip my bumper and i'm like well that's not nice and then gets over side to me and i look over and i'm like that fucker dirty <laughs> and then he he didn't look over i mean i look i was i was just looking straight over the whole time he never once looked over he gunned it he cuts me off almost clips my front bumper and, I, and there's plenty of room for him to go a little bit forward. But, yeah, he almost clips my front bumper. Well, there's two cars ahead of me. And it's a two-lane, what do you say, two-lane road or four-lane road? What's well, it? It's two-lane heading your direction, right? right? There's two cars ahead of him that are side-by-side side pacing each other. So there's nowhere for him to go. And so he goes from left lane to right lane to left lane to right lane. And then he just settles on riding the middle lane, riding the center stripe until one of the cars finally decided to, I guess, give in and either speed up or slow down. And he jerked over, went around them and went on about his business. I'm just like, and I, and I couldn't get my, I got a picture of the car. I got a video of him driving. He was tailgating a little bit, but I could not get my phone out fast enough to record this jackass doing what he was doing because it was totally unsafe, <laughs> very unprofessional. 
as you're trying to record him with your phone. Unprofessional. That's hilarious. Okay, so I need to know his license I mean, I was, plate number. It was a dead stop. I oh, will post it, Jan. Uh, any license plate number, I'll I'll run it down. We'll uh we'll talk to him. His name has to be Rick. There's hey, no doubt about wink, it. Wink, wink. We'll take care of this, James. Don't yeah. worry. I think I think if you probably just go up to the apartment complex, uh, right? Talk you, to your friend up there. Might be able to talk to your <laughs> undercover. I'm, a, your, I'm uh, actually uh, barred. Clothes. I'm actually barred from going up there. I'm not able to do that. Yeah. Next subject. It's mm. fine. Yeah, I think that was actually part three of uh, Nissan Murano. Was it part three? Yeah. Okay. Um, second set of news or I, I don't know, random stuff that I, I come across Twitter or whatever, and you guys probably know. You probably see it. Whatever. I saw that Pearl Jam's dropping a new album. Really? Any 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 interest in that? I'll check it out. I mean, I like Pearl Jam, but yeah, is it are they, are they too past their prime? I mean, is it? You know what I mean? All them '90s people are past their prime. You don't know till you know. Well, that's true too. To that is very true. I mean, I'll I'll give it a, a how you say a gander, maybe I don't know. Give, give it, it a, a listen. I'll give it a listen. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah I think so, and and I think they're going to go on tour as well. So. Maybe we'll have them come to a live set on the show. Yeah, definitely. Let's invite them out there. Yeah. Hey, guys, we got $20 <laughs> and a case of weird beer that you're going to be able to try with us. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Good? Well, that's more than we're getting right now, so yeah, see true. you Tuesday. We're paying $20. Okay, what about... Uh, okay, so I'm going to segue after that. I saw where our buddy Rich O'Toole dropped a tweet today talking about his first ever cassette tape that he'd ever purchased. Now it kind of threw me back a little bit. I was like, well, how old is this dude? And he's like buying his first, you know, media is cassette tape or that, that kind of threw me off. But it also got me to think is like, what was y'all's first, I guess, CD you ever bought? Mine would have been a CD. I, uh, I never purchased cassette tape. Um, my first CD that I got for Christmas was purchased by my parents. But the first one I remember purchasing was a Van Halen best of volume one. Um, that was the first CD that I had ever bought. And that was a good one. What about you guys? It's kind of embarrassing. My first one was a, uh, salt and pepper. Very necessary album. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Push yeah. it, push it real good. Push it push real it. good. Yeah. Nice. That was it. That's yeah. that's awesome. And I was bumping that shit. In my but you box. were, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Everybody, was. Cali kid, right? Yeah, yeah. It was hot. Mm-hmm. I think my first one was, I Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Was it your first cassette? That was like two thousand. That was my first CD. Okay, okay. Because I remember driving to the mall here in Par- not Pearland, but the closest mall to Pearland, and going into one of the record shops. And buying that CD. Okay. That's what was your one. first cassette tape? Did you buy a ta- cassette tape? I don't know. It could have been a cassette tape. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. A CD, cassette tape, whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a CD. Back off, Jan. No, I'm just trying to remember like when we were like kids. Didn't you take a Beach Boys cassette tape to class? I did not purchase it, but that was probably <laughs> one of my first possessions of music was a, a old Beach Boys um, album, and I don't even remember which one it was, but it was dope. Jan, I don't know. I I want to say I think like the cassette tape is like a Brooks and Dunn country music. I think is what it was. Maybe a Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks or something. Yeah, uh, CD was a Guns N' Roses Use Illusion 
one and two. I think that's the first one I bought. Nice. Nice. That is nice. It was good. Yeah. 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 All the cassettes I get were basically handed down from, you know, my dad. So I didn't have to buy any. You know, he had all the good shit, you know, that I like Def Leppard and, you know, Rush and just different stuff that that I like to listen to at that time, you know. But yeah, yeah, it was, I, I don't think I ever actually bought a cassette tape. Yeah. Hey, before we get a little too further, Alan, you want to introduce our, our guest here? I mean, you guys may um, hear a little noise in the background, and it's more than likely Jan probably rummaging through the cooler or um, throwing Breathe. stuff into the trash and just Breathe totally to wrecking this whole podcast. I mean, we have a we have a guy here that he's very interested in just the production of how the podcast is is worked and and and. How it goes, his name, this is Curtis Jones. I'm Curtis, how you doing? How you doing, everybody? I'm just going to be a listener for today, you know, see how you guys got, uh, how you guys doing it. You know, I like it. I like the setup, so. Okay, hey, Curtis, you're a little bit younger, so do you remember your first, I guess, music that you purchased? Yes, I do, actually. So, I was on the bus, and uh, 50 Cent with uh, the cassette player was my first one that I ever bought, so, you know. 50 cent. 50 50. It's not 50. It's 50. 50. 50. It's, that's right. 50. So. That, that's awesome. So you got any more questions? Since I'm, I'm you know, younger. Yeah, yeah. Another, another younger. Qu- I didn't like the way you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, that yeah. even means. Nice to meet you, Jeff. You've just been edited out. Yeah, thanks, Jason. So, What's, yeah. what, Garrett? Is that your name? What? Curtis, no, I'm Curtis. just kidding. <laughs> just giving you a hard time, man. <laughs> that's great. All right, Curtis, uh, you ever watched Saved by the Bell? No. I had a teacher that actually, she he taught theater tech, and he was in Saved by the Bell. Oh, really? He was like just like a little side scene, so we, we watched little clips, you know, in school. Okay, nice, you know, nice. So. Did he... Oh. Was he Zach Morris? Show me on the doll where he tried to touch you. <laughs> Everywhere. Okay, right. Wow. Perfect, okay. yeah. He, he actually got in trouble... By drink, he went. He he was a theater arts teacher, and during one of his performances, he went up and he was drinking. He was drunk, and the principal fired him on spot. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like that guy. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's yeah. like, I can't be creative unless I got a couple beers in me. My creative juices. <laughs> right, pour me another creative juice. Yeah, yeah. It's just mouthwash. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's the actual thing where people are drinking mouthwash with alcohol in it, right? Mm. Yeah. Have you guys Why? ever tasted gumble? You know what gumble is? No. It tastes just like mouthwash. What is it? It's a shot. Hmm. Mm. What's in it? Gumble. Gumble. Yeah, I, I thought that was a cartoon, gumble. No. Next, the next time you guys do the show, we'll bring some gumble. You can test it out. It tastes like mouthwash. It's got it's like, like lean in or something. It's got like coating. Rumple? Rumple mints? You could order it at a bar. Just go up and ask for Gumple is what it's called. Gumple. Okay. Yeah, I'll try that. You don't want to. Okay, I won't try <laughs> that. <laughs> are we talking to like um, cement mixer, nasty shot, or what, what are we talking Like mouthwash. Tastes like, not like you know, Listerine. Oh, no. Goes down, you're like trying yeah. to get it up at the same time. You're like, get out of my body. Get out of my body. Yeah, I like Listerine. I don't know if I want to swallow it, though. No. No. No, but that's what, you know, like people that are like having a hard time, like they're drink a lot they just want to keep keep the day going you know but uh they can't you know so go through a lot of mouthwash (laughs) do what you gotta do exactly 
I guess so. I'm not hating. So, so you're you're what? You're twenty. You're twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. Cool. Twenty three. What's uh, so you, you cook anything? You cooked a brisket, steak. Uh, uh, I've been trying to do steak. You know, I, I've messed up a lot. You know, I'm trying to learn. You know, through trial and error. Um, you know, but I like the Italian dress. I, I so what I do typically is I, I buy a steak and then uh, soak it for 24 hours. Use Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I don't know a lot about cooking. I'm trying to learn. You know, so I mean, hopefully you guys can teach teach me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Italian dressing is a a phenomenal marinade. Whether you're doing chicken or or steaks or pork or whatever it is i mean soak that for overnight or a couple hours or whatever i mean it does add a lot of like flavor to it it does without a doubt i think that's like the first thing that like when i started cooking steaks or whatever that's that was my go-to right Mm -hmm. like hey bring a bag i got some steaks i got some chicken you know (laughs) it was like oh man you marinated yeah i marinated this so what do you guys like, holy on? shit like, what did you practice on you know like growing up like when you were go- you're going through trying to learn how to cook what did you practice on everything like burgers pork chops mm-hmm. i mean when you start it really works out when you're really starting to feed yourself like mm-hmm. when you're just cooking to cook it's one thing but we're like i gotta eat this like i'm <laughs> this is my dinner tonight yeah, it's a game changer but you start trying to change little things up and whatever but Man, just go camping. That's kind of where we learned from probably is cooking outdoors was we go camping as kids and we have to cook everything outdoors. Mm-hmm. So we build a fire, you know, we throw the, the basically get the coals separated. You throw a grill over your, your log fire you had and you would cook everything there. Right. right. So it wasn't like cooking on a barbecue pit, cooking open. But I mean, man, some of the food we made was as kids were like, holy crap, it's yeah. really good. You That's know? one of my favorite ways to cook. It is. I think my, I think back then my uncle, uh, he, well, he, he was the type of person like this, we're doing it this way. And if we don't do it this way, we're not eating. So <laughs> you're going to get it done. So like coolest thing I was you know, seeing him do was taking up was uncle Gene, by the way. Um, he would take baked potatoes and he wrap them up in tinfoil. He tossed them down in the coals. And so just off to the side a little bit. So now your baked potatoes cooking and, he, and then he pulled the grate out and next thing he's seizing up a, and with not a whole lot of direction because he basically give it to you and now you're like, hey, cook the steak, season it up. And you're like, shit, I'm gonna screw this up. Oh, I mean, it was definitely I'm eight it, years old. You know, it's a lot of pressure. It was terrifying shit because I mean, I'm Jamie like, hey, you basically got a tutorial. At one point in time, you do this, whatever. Here, hey, take this, go put the meat on, or however it goes. And I mean, you're, you're, honestly, you're, you're you're terrified. You're like, I can't mess this up. If I mess this up, I mean... Yeah, six foot two giant's going to freaking destroy us in a second. I've got to be able to do this (laughs) right. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it was. But you're right, James, because he would give you a... um, Like, he'd give you, like, a small tutorial. Like, hey, take the steaks, go ahead and season them up. uh, Do whatever you're going to do. And then, um, hey, moosen those coals out over here. We'll do this, and then we'll cook them. And you're like... As a kid, you're like, I'm sorry, did you say something? Should I my, wrote my, this down? My ADD is already kicked in, and I'm looking around like, shit, squirrel. What? What would you say? And, I, and I, you'd ask the first question like, hey, so well, I already told you what to do. Now go do it. And you're like, it, it sounds like he's being an asshole, but he wasn't. He's, it's more of a teaching lesson like, mm-hmm. hey, sometimes in life, you only have one turn, one time to hear something. You need to pay attention. I want to pay attention, you know? Exactly. So, man, we get out, we start cooking, and we all ate. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. So, that was Curtis Jones, everybody. I think he's still nervous. Yeah, yeah. no, he's good. We, we, he, he didn't know he was going to be on. I'm seeing this breaking right now. So Luke Keekley looks like he's retiring. 
Yep. Now it's just today. Eight seasons. Good. Good for him. A By lot the time of... you listen to this, it'll have been two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And breaking news. Breaking news, he's not retired yeah, anymore. There's right. a there's he's been a kidding. lot of lot of breaking news going on over the last uh yeah. day or two. Well somebody said that uh the Astros finally made national news. Our Houston sports has finally made national news. <laughs> not really in the good ways, right? So we have the old Astros thing going on. And then actual Bill O'Brien made national news because People are starting to think nationally that he should be fired. So that's kind of something as well. Did y'all see that thing who said the, the Texans lost so bad that they fired, <laughs> fired the, the Astros manager? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I did see that. That's sad. Uh, that is pretty sad. I did see that. Yeah, I was confused because I was, I was thumbing through Twitter, and I really hadn't gotten to the, uh, the, the I guess, the search feed, the trending whatever. And I think it was, I think it was Rich O'Toole. Somebody posted. No, it was Rich. Rich posted a meme of it was spongebob sitting in a booth and he had the astros hat on right, and the behind him was the spongebob with the texans hat on and they're and both like, like crying right yeah they're all just like very sad somber i'm like what's going on and then i threw it over to the uh the trending page and i'm like what what's happening here <laughs> we're trending <laughs> yeah it's crazy all that shit went uh, fast too man i mean you know, Cora got it today as well. Um, he gone. I mean, whether you're in baseball or whether you're uh, doing a barbecue competition, I mean, if you're cheating, then you, well, you ain't trying to win. <laughs> you ain't trying to win. <laughs> so, we especially not, in, in barbecue, we do not condone cheating. We don't. Right. We don't. How do you cheat in barbecue? You don't get caught. That's how you don't cheat. Fake smoke rings. Fake smoke rings. Um, Saucing after it's already been in the box, seasoning in it after it's already been in the box. So, do you bring a paintbrush with like red paint on it to do a fake smoke ring? No, we went over this last that, time. Tender quick, Tender, Tender quick, bro. Tender quick. We Tender went through quick. the whole episode. Oh, with that's this. true. Yeah. There's a special, you know, little, a special little seasoning out there for you. Was um, I present for that podcast? Yeah, you were yeah, drunk. You were yeah. drunk for you. Um, <laughs> let me let me interject. Can I interject real quick, James? <laughs> you fine with that? All right, what else Can I just say something real quick? No, Can I okay. say something? So let's roll into the 90-second beer review. 90-second beer review. All right. Nice. I like it. I think we're getting better. I'm not going to lie. I really like the harmonizing that we do right there. Yeah. Um, well, we can't get any worse. God, hope not. <laughs> yeah. We should show all the videos that we've recorded uh, just sitting here trying to harmonize and... I mean, I'm just kidding. That's we, something never that we that, need to figure out. Is you know, yeah, I, I agree. Wait till the music video drops. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We're actually in the works of contacting um, boys to men, so they can just go ahead and drop this uh, <laughs> yeah. little sound bite for us. Uh, but I think it's going to cost us about ten grand to get it done. But hey, I mean, well, if there's a sponsor out there and you guys uh, uh, want to help us out, then just contact us. Yeah, hit them with the business. No. So yeah, we're doing the. Rogue Ales, which we've had beers from them before, and this is their Combat Wombat. Combat Wombat. Yeah. They're so very creative on their names. They are, aren't they? Yeah, and I'll let I'll let Jan describe this label. I'll just tell you it's uh, 7.2% alcohol by volume, and I believe it's from uh, Oregon, Portland, or, or Washington, or, or somewhere up there. Okay. Yeah, so it was this the Rogue beer was just the one that also had the Bat Squatch. That's yeah, bat, yeah. It was yeah, a Halloween yeah. beer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I really think they're staying with a the theme 
right? With the the other one was the the bat and the Sasquatch. A mix. little cartoony. This is the um, I, I guess is a wombat. Um, I actually don't know what a wombat looks look like. I don't think that's what a wombat looks like, right? It's it looks like, like a, a panda bear to me. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a messed up Care Bear that's probably tripping on a little acid. It's what's a, the a ninja what's Care Bear? The, uh, what's the garbage garbage pelt babies? Is that oh, a garbage pelish little those, bit? Those were the kid? best playing cards ever. Garbage pelt kids. Yes, garbage pelt. I don't know what they're kids. called, man. I don't know. I don't know. That looks like a ninja panda to me. It does. Yeah, he's a little badass. Some little. Uh, he has the. The, the gun belt thing going across his chest. Mm-hmm. A little Rambo action. So, I do like it has. It actually does tell you that, you know, you've, you're, you're going to get a citrus out of this. So, it's the lime, the orange um, kind of things around. It's almost like a fruit ninja type grape deal. Fruit. So, yeah. Yeah. We really can't tell. But, yeah. Great. When you taste it, you definitely can tell. For sure. Um, yeah. So, I, I do like this. This is great. How many how many ounces is this? 16. 16. Something. Okay. It's a big one. So it says, uh, so it's one pint six ounces. So that's more than sixteen ounces, right? Yeah, a pint is how many ounces? Maybe twenty ounces. Sixteen. Maybe twenty ounces. Yeah, twenty ounces. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred one thousand six hundred fifty milliliters for all you Europeans out there that right, that's deal with ounces. and the the metric uh, what's your kilometers and shit. Yeah. yeah. But this is uh, this is a cool little bottle here. It's uh, so it actually gives you a pairing. Which is fried cheese curds, garlic, shrimp, and nope. baklava. Nope. The first two sounded fantastic. Fried I cheese you... curds, garlic, shrimp, and baklava. Baklava? Baklava. Baklava. Yeah. No, yeah. that's, that's yeah. baklava. What is that? Baklava. Uh, what is that? That is a, uh, it's a. I, I've had that. I can't remember. No, it's like a pastry. It's okay. like honey and whatever, but I think it's. German, maybe not German. Um, somebody, somebody out there is Austrian right now. Nope. Shikadance. Shulashla. Shulashla. Chicago. It's a dessert originating in the Middle East, made of phyllo pastry filled with chopped nuts and soaked in honey. How you guys didn't know that? Middle, I have no idea. Middle Eastern. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is, says says dedicate to our friends down under. Down Under. Combat Wombat is a fusion of hazy, sour, and fruity all tied up together with a hefty dose of Australian hops. Oozing aromas of citrus and tropical fruit, Combat Wombat glows a vivid gold with notes of tart grapefruit, sweet blood orange, battle in a barrage of flavor with a fruity hop profile, but reconcile peacefully in a tangy finish. Mm. That sounds like a big mouth full of just loaded words. Like I don't know what you, I I it's don't poetic. like poetic. That. That's poetry. Was it? But was don't it poetic? Was it? Was it, it was. poetic? Very, very poetic. But reconcile peacefully in a tangy finish. Mm-hmm. Now we've uh, I think it's a little too. I, I think away. I think I like the bottom half versus the top half. Maybe they should have just kept it a little bit simpler and sweet. Uh, it's cool that they went all out on on it though. Um, What's that, little, what's that little star thing on the back? I'm really digging this. Uh, so this is like the, uh, it's like a malt, sweet, tart, funk, and fruit. So this one tells you it's got a sweetness. Uh, it's a mild uh, malt. It's definitely tart and definitely fruity, uh, but no funk. So it's like a little graph. It is. Kinda. Yeah. And that part, I actually like that. That's pretty cool, I think. That, I think that's very like, I should have looked at that before I bought it, probably. Yep. 
Yeah, you probably should have. I just saw the cool yeah. panda bear that was like doing a jump kick or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying that. Why you didn't buy any baklava or any I should have. garlic shrimp? I have some is, cheese. Didn't you say something about cheese on there? Cheese curds? Yeah, you want some cheese? No. This is this is from Oregon, so those guys go. are hey. higher than a kite right now, probably <laughs> brewing. So, yeah, but it's uh, this is I do like how they say this is a rogue combat wombat. You know, John already said 7.2% by volume alcohol, but then it has the 49 IBU and 11.6 SAM, which I think those are all like different measurements for alcohol and different places. Could be. So, I I've um, followed these guys on Instagram, and I don't know, like when I think of like Oregon and Portland and like that whole vibe I think it's up like there. being very pretty, very outdoorsy. Yeah, and a little like hippie-ish and green and whatnot. Yeah. What up? They like just sponsored a brand new building this new skate park up there. Yeah. Which I don't know. I thought it was super cool. Okay. No, no, I think it is. Like I think that is cool. Bag or whatever. What's the top of it say? It says it says dare, dream, or dare dare risk and dream at the very top of the bottle. Yeah. Which is there like it's a very inspirational type quotes. And I, I get that, but let's not confuse this guys. We're drinking beer, right? We're men. We're not daring. We're not risking. Yeah, we're daring not to get caught by the police if we drink this damn beer and have to drive home. We're daring that. That's what, that's what you're doing by making 7.2% alcohol by volume. Only going to have one now. Um, dreaming. Dreaming my de- uh, gel cell where I get busted by the police. Um, but I guess we can go into uh, what it is to, what, just judge this. Yeah. yeah what, what, how would you rate this beer? You've, you've All right, so I'm gonna got go a little back more. and forth on it, so... It's definitely very fruity, right? This thing does not really taste like a beer to me. It tastes more like a, almost like a sangria, like an orange sangria-ish mm-hmm. beer. And I mean, it's good. Uh, I don't think of it as a beer per se. Uh, could I drink this? Yeah, I would. Hot summer day. I feel like your wife comes out. She's wearing like 4th of July or something. She's wearing something red, white, and blue. She yeah, pours something you. skimpy, right? Yeah, something very skimpy. She's a little the, drunk, but not like sloshed. Yeah, well, she's not. she's not total not know, sloppy she's right not, right she's still classy well, she's not slutty all right right she's being yeah, 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 she's yeah. keeping it together Modest. right sophisticated right. sophisticated the wind blows a little bit she goes to pour the beer she brings it to me i take a drink i'm like whew, quench my thirst way to go combat wombat and then i just guzzle the whole thing and you then, just wrote a commercial then, bro i probably did yeah. i probably did and i'm like great now get your little button there and get me a real beer boom smack, uh 4.9 percent that's what I'm giving it. Four point nine. Or you turn into slutty at that well, point. Probably did. Four point so, nine. Four point nine. That's good. Okay, it is. It's pretty close to the middle of the road for it. It is. Yeah. I'm going to score that a little bit higher. I mean, I'm going to say this is a breakfast beer. This is a beer that you're probably going to drink in the morning. Maybe you don't want to get the um, Bloody Mary. Maybe you don't, you don't want to partake in the mimosa that's uh, flowing. Grab yourself one of these. This is nice and fruity, nice and uh, and it'll just kind of like you'll get the uh, the the orange. I think it's blood orange. You'll get the limes and the grapefruit or whatever. Just very citrusy, wake you up in the morning type. And it's got a little pop of alcohol. So I mean, it just it'll perk you up right up. Hey, I don't know how many people we have listening or, or, or followers or whatever else, but thirty percent of these people listening are gonna go like. Are you saying I can drink this on the way to work? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Hey, if it's any Yeti. 
it, yeah. Hey, do not dry, uh, drink and drive. Yeah, we don't condone that. But yes, I mean this. I mean, again, we're a competition barbecue team. We barbecue a lot. There's quite a few times where we're up at wee early mornings of the hour or early hours of the morning, I should say. And then there are times that maybe you, maybe you partake a little bit uh, the, during the um, prepping of the brisket and cooking or whatever. And and the next morning maybe you're not feeling so well, and maybe you need a little pick me up, or maybe you just like hey, like Matt. Shout out to Matt. He's got a nice little. Uh, I want to say it's like a little German grapefruit beer that he drinks uh, in the mornings every once in a while, on the weekends. On the way to work. When we're doing cookoffs. Yep. I'll, I'll preface that. That's when what we're Matt doing does, cook-offs. Matt drinks on the way to work. I've seen him do it several times. What's your rec? What's your score, James? I'm gonna say in my best Australian accent, because I mean we're talking about the 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 wombat combat or the combat wombat. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Maybe a three point five. Okay, that's definitely not higher than what Jan said. You said a little higher, but okay. But this is a metric scale. Uh, this is this is higher. <laughs> okay, than you're the, uh, done. God yeah. damn it. Okay, John. <laughs> no, I want to know what his actual score is. I'm I kidding, gotta write I'm this kidding, into I'm the. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna say probably about a six. I mean, it's delicious. I mean, yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't say it wasn't delicious. It tastes good. It's just for okay. I can't. I already gave mine, John. No. Yeah, I, I mean, you're. I get it. Four point nine. That's not 4. a bad 9. score. That's the no, average no, score. No, no, I finished it. I finished the rest of it. I'm probably going a solid seven point five. Okay, I like this beer. It's actually pretty good. It's okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. But I like sour stuff. So I mean, that's kind of my palate. I guess you know, you guys are talking about my palate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm still learning it. Um, but this, this to me just tastes very well. It tastes good. It tastes, and like you say, like a breakfast beer, it's, it, I could probably drink this in the morning and be okay with it on the way to work. <laughs> John. Yeah. Exactly. I'll just, I'll just echo what you guys all said. Yeah. I could, I could drink it in the morning. I could drink it definitely in the summer. Grapefruit, orange. I did pick up a little bit. Like you said, you didn't taste any bread. I, I, I taste a little bit of hoppy IPA to it. Mm-hmm. I'd probably give it a 6.3. I like okay. it. I like that. I wouldn't drink a lot of them, but I'd drink one to warm me up to something stronger. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's 7.2%. So I mean, that. something, you know, something that tastes stronger, I guess. Okay. It doesn't taste very strong. Yeah. You drink too many of those, you might be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as I think Jan alluded to earlier, I mean, we're talking about like maybe a 20, 20 ounce 20 ounce beer. So these are sold individually. So Sure, we all drink that together. Like one of those, I don't know. I mean, you drink two of those. It's, it's a lot of alcohol. I mean, it's a lot of primed up, a lot of liquid point. to have. It's it's forty yeah. ounces of liquid. You know, yeah. if you're putting down. I mean, who drinks that much? You know, <laughs> got me, guys. Mm. Got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got you. No. Nobody does that. Yeah. Um, can I just make one little suggestion? And I mentioned this to Alden like this past weekend. I think we were trying probably one of these other beers that that we had and we're, again we, we like to try all these beers and and see what they taste like or whatever when we do this 90 second beer review i mean i know you're drinking a whole beer mm-hmm. uh, i probably maybe one of them every once in a while uh i'll get a whole beer but it's probably maybe two or three sips tasting or whatever to really get a good gauge of how this beer is probably need to be drinking a whole no. Whole beer. What do you think about that? I always try to drink a whole beer. Yeah. 
No, if we're, if we're reviewing this, I mean, obviously, you probably had close to six to eight ounces of it, uh, Alden, right? I probably had, True. Uh, I think I had two, two drinks, maybe three drinks of it um, out, of a, out of a glass. Um, I don't know how much you had, but John had probably the a fair rest amount, of it. right? The rest of it. I mean, we're, we're already drinking beer already. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should drink like a whole six pack of them. Before we get to determine, no, I'm just kidding. We should probably get drunk off it first. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what we're not doing is the ridiculous AF. Um, is that what it's called? Yes, and we should do that one again. I think we should re-review the ridiculous AF. Ridiculous AF. Hey, let me tell you. It only I, takes one. I had a, I guess it came with 16-ounce pints, right? Uh, I had one Saturday. I was fine until I got, like, we got to where we were going, right? I was like, Dude, I'm kind of kind of drunk. Holy shit! So that thing stinks up on you. Eleven point whatever percent alcohol by volume. That's that's, that's a potent su- little that's beer. That's substantial, yeah. dude. That's substantial. In, it is in, in the in the ways of of alcohol. It's like drinking as a, far as it's like drinking two content. bottles of wine. Yes. It's a lot of beer. A lot of a lot of alcohol content. I, I don't know if I want to drink a lot of those in one day. You know what I mean? Boy, I, I do. don't know how people do it. Yeah, it's just a one beer deal. Yeah, yeah, that's a four beers for me. <laughs> it basically is four beers. Well, that's what I want. I want four of those, and then I'm not drinking anymore for the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to. Probably not. All right, well, I mean, Rogue, I mean, you guys put on another solid beer. I mean, it it's for us, it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, some people like it, some people don't, and it, it's probably going to hold true for people out there that are listening that's going to try it. I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely agree. But you know what? I I do like the fact that they are consistent with their packaging. I do like the play on words they have. I love their artwork. Uh, the, I mean, the beer tasted good. It's just not it's not a beer that I would want to drink every day or whatever else. I could see how it could be refreshing. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's why I gave you the score what I did. You know, but I, I'm not saying four point nine is a bad score. Yeah, I right? wouldn't say any of us disliked like, if, it. If I saw this in a store and it was like hot summer day, I like oh you know what I'll pick one of the I'll, I'll pick a twenty ounce up. This would be great. You know, so. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of where I'm at with that one. Agreed. Boom. Hey. Did we just finish the 90 second beer, beer review? review? Did we? <laughs> mm. That's good. That yeah, horrible. we might want to keep I that one. I love it. That tastes great. Actually, I think we should just, yeah, we'll figure that out. That'd be good. All right. We're lucky enough to be sent a product to review. Yes. And it goes by the name of Trumpo King. Trumpo King. Trumpo. Trumpo. Yeah. I, 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 here, I, yeah, we want to go into what we did, how the process of this. It's what, what we used, how we cooked it, what we cooked on. The, the Trumpo King. Right. I'm saying that right, right, John? Trumpo. T R O M P O. T R O M P O King. K I N G. Trumpo okay. King. It's kind of a hard word to, to, to say, um, but uh, by looking at the definition of this, trompo, trompo means, in Spanish, means top. So it's a versatile cooking accessory. It allows you to, to versatile stack your meats, creating amazing flavors and juices, juicy outcomes. Right. Stack um, them up st- vertically. So, so think of this. Think of like a big stainless steel saucer with, uh, with a lip on it, and then you've got mm-hmm. a, a steak... Uh, or, yeah, or whatever, spike. a spike going right through the middle of it. You're able to stack your foods on it uh, and grill. And we use this, right? So yeah. what, 
I, I don't know. We can go into like what we did and our methods and whatever else, um, and then maybe go into like versatility and yeah, let, go know, into so. all of it, what we did. And I mean, I mean, this is honest, honest product review. So I mean, let's just go out there and put it out there how we used it. So we uh, we, we use it on our, on our Weber. I mean, really, that's really the only I guess method that we could have tried this Tropicking out. They uh, say it'll fit on a Traeger, but I don't. I don't know if it'll fit on the one we have. You might yeah. have to have one of the taller ones. Quite possibly. I don't think it'll fit on mine. Maybe. It, I know maybe probably the on spike. the the temper line. Yeah. You'd probably take taller. those racks out, and it'd be tall enough to do it. But uh, yeah. So basically, we decided to try it out on a pork butt, right? Yeah. Bought a pork butt. Uh, deboned it. Sliced it up real thin. Marinated it in something you had. Dales. Yeah, I think it was Dale's. A little bit of Dale's for about 30 minutes. And then we used some of the rub that, was it you you made that, James? Or was that the one of the SPG rubs you come up with? No, it was the, the Pitmaker White Spice. Okay, Pitmaker White there. Spice. And then a little bit of the Saltgrass 7 seasoning. We we did this, we basically just stacked, right? It was cut, right. like, what was the... The thickness you think first, maybe for, quarter inch. Yeah, yeah. probably quarter, quarter inch. Quarter inch, little steaks in or whatever. Yep. Uh, alternated onion in between each layer. Put it up there. The one thing that we kind of had a little bit of issue with when the beginning, I think, was trying to figure out what your pit's going to hold. Right. Right. So we had the. So it comes with two different steaks. One's a seven-inch steak, and the other one's like a twelve-inch. Yeah, ten or twelve, um, something like that. Yeah, it's a little taller. Yeah. So so it's a twelve-inch or a seven-inch um, interchangeable spike. Uh, the 12 inch would not fit on the Weber, so yeah, not if the you're going to we go, were, yeah. And that was that was removing the charcoal grate out and just having it sit flush onto the bottom of the Weber. Yeah, so that was still um, would not fit. It would not fit. Right, right, yeah, right. It was not going to fit. So with, with the 12 inch spike, now the seven inch spike, it fits. Correct. Right. Right. So, right. We did yeah. take out that top grate though, right? We took out the top grate and set it on the lower grate and put the charcoal around it. Uh, we did. Yep, that's yes. how we had to roll it. Yeah, that's how we rolled with it. The uh, the jealous devil, jealous devil charcoal, which definitely burns. It, it's got a heat to it. And what we did was we kind of stacked the charcoal around and we lit four corners, right? So think of like uh, like northeast, southwest. We lit that one spot uh, in each one. But man, that thing got hot quick because yeah. it went to like I don't know, four seventy or something. I was like, holy moly, yeah. we're we're cooking. So with pork, you got to watch out a little bit, right? What, what you're cooking, the internal temperature you want to be at least over what is it, 145 degrees? It's now food safe for pork. Is that right? Yeah, one, yeah, 145, 150, some. Yeah, yeah I think it's 145. So but yeah, we were worried about just scorching the outside, and not having the inside done. Right. So we came up with a little uh, marinade for it, not marinade, but a, a glaze, right? The glaze mm-hmm. that we did, which the glaze was, it kind of added a little extra zing or extra. Little pop to it, which I was it was great. Yeah, yeah, wasn't bad. Which I don't know if anyone want to share what that was because I don't know if we'll ever do it again. Uh, but it was it wasn't a bad glaze or anything else. A lot of people actually liked the flavoring after that with that glaze and everything rendering. Yeah, it caramelized, a caramelizing. Bit. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, that sauce that made the bottom of that thing was freaking phenomenal." Yeah, it's one of those things where you do it and then you're like, "God, that was good." How did we do that? Right, right, yeah. And the, the, this basically was a, a, I guess, a mop sauce. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. It was like but, a mop, yeah. But every, every 30 minutes, we just mopped it. You just mopped it. So it had beer in it. It had 
little bit of mustard. I think there's a little Worcestershire. Do we use the Spotten? Worcestershire. We use the Spotten. Spotten beer that we did last review on, yeah. which I thought was a really great flavor for that. It was a thin sauce. That's kind of what we wanted. We, don't, we didn't want a thick sauce, so a real thin, just mop sauce. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, yeah. It was good. It was tasty. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Overall, like, easeability, it wasn't that hard. I mean, a little bit of process of going, just dealing with your meat. Yeah, uh, the hardest part was probably deboning the piece yep, of crap. Yep, and then we added the onion. We, we layered the onion in between, which I really thought brought out a little different. The onions were really no, good. the onions were phenomenal. Yeah, so I, I really liked that. Uh, but easeability-wise, like, you know what to do as soon as you get it. You're like, okay, stack meat, season it, cook yeah, it. It's right? not complicated. Uh, John was saying if we'd have had the damn tortillas, oh, that, that would have been, been game just, changer. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God, we need tortillas right now. We need to cut this, right. and just shave it, put it on. Shave it, yeah. put it on. I loved it. I thought the, the, the pork came out awesome. Like you said, if we had had some tortillas for tacos, that shit would have disappeared. Everybody would have just ate all of it, which they mm. still ate quite a bit of it. Yep. Considering how many people were here or whatever. But honestly, I'm anxious to try it on some, some steak. Steak would be good. Yeah. Even fruit. Yeah. Like, you'd be able to stack some f- different fruits and whatever, grilling pineapples and uh, maybe with whatever. your meats as well. Like, I think that would be kind of a, a cooler. You're not able to sometimes really stack that stuff. Like, you could do kebabs. But it's not the same as right, cooking a kebab because really you're not sitting flavors. it right on the grill. I mean, you're you are away from the fire. It's sitting up away. It's not sitting there searing or anything like that. Um, and you're able to control your heat a little bit. You can cook it at a lower temperature and have everything just kind of caramelize and, and cook at the same time and, and go. Uh, definitely want to play with this thing again for sure. Uh, but easeability wise, dude, it was great. Yep. It yep. was great. Super easy. I think we do need to mess around with this thing a little bit more. I thought there was a few, I guess, cons to the whole thing. And it may just be primarily like user issue, Mm -hmm. if I could say that. So in the Weber, stacked up the meat, just like stacked up on top of each other. We're like maybe seven inches, eight inches tall. We had an issue with the internal temperature of the meat finishing before the outside of the meat was just like burning you know what i mean yep well so that's i I blame that kind of on the northeast southwest version that we 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 started a little section of of charcoal in our or the or the jealous devil in each side when that when that caught it was cooking all four sides of that of that trapo king now however if we just would have started one side of it or two sides even and then and then basically just rotated that thing is as as it was cooking around, right? I think we probably would have. It was just to get too a, hot, is what you're saying. It was. I think it was just a little too hot. But Maybe. even then, like once you cut that first section and went into the second, the slice down, dude, that meat was so tender. It was super juicy. It was super super juicy. Yeah. It really was. But the, I guess for me, like the problem that you run into, or the the risk that you run into, is is okay. So th- this is this basically styled over like I'm going to say Brazilian, but it's it, I could be totally wrong. But it is basically that. You go to the Brazilian steakhouses and you have the the meat stacked up, or they're they're just cutting it off skewers. Or you go to some of those restaurants where it's they like have the those, Greek food. They had the, the Greek where they have the the big huge things of yeah. They're meat. spinning, they're heating up. You shave a little bit, they it keeps cooking. It off yeah. and yeah. you got that little torch that's on the the side, and this everything's vertical. It, it's what this thing sort of resembles, right? Maybe we should be 
shaving it off as we go and taking it. I don't know. But you got you we run the you run the risk of like, okay, am I going to shave it into like raw pork? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I mean, I mean, that's why we have the, we have the, the, the nice thermometers or right, whatever that tells us the temperatures, and, and so we gauge this thing the whole time. Uh, some of this, you know, and we do cook uh, a pork butt. A lot of times, we'll cook that to a higher temperature, mm-hmm. just because it does re- the way it that's renders. That's true. That's true. So this thing reached. It was one night. Was it almost two hundred degrees on the outside? Right. One, yeah. So it's 189, safe at 190 on the internal temperature wise. I think had we if, if we had to wrap this thing, just had it kind of melt. I think it'd been just tenders of the pork butts. We normally the meat itself was pretty juicy. Pretty, right. We did throw pretty, some foil over it at one point. We when did. It started to get a little dark. We did. Yeah, it was starting to get a little dark on the outside, but the internal temperature was still probably at the not fully cooked pork range. No, no, it was all fully cooked pork range. The, the high, the internal temperature was one eighty nine. No, I, I'm just curious. Why did we just pull it then? Why did we wrap it in full? Because we were trying to. Because we, we were checking had the easeability of how the how the uh, thermometer pin right the thermometer uh-huh. pin how how well it was going in and we and we wanted a little softer. It was it was still it's like cooking a pork butt right. At 189, you're not pulling your pork butt, are you? Or is it around 202? No, I mean, yeah, no, I mean pork butt now. Or even maybe. your pork steaks. Yeah, pork steak, pork. Yep, pork steaks. There it is. I don't remember if it was at 189 or not, but I, it was it was at a safe temperature at that point. You got to get to 145 pork, to make pork it safe. steaks. I, I mean, you can pull it off like 180. You can pull it off at. Yeah, I mean, depending on how thin it is, you can pull it off at 160. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. I, I this yeah. was, this thing was the whole thing was over 180 degrees. By the time we finished, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure was. Yeah, when we put in foil, it might not have been at 180 yet. It was like 160, yeah. whatever. But I think it was still at a safe enough temperature to eat, but probably not the tenderness we wanted, which is why we wanted to keep cooking it. Yeah. Which is why we threw the tent over it, the foil tent, and got it up there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, take that. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Uh, so, look, did you did you clean this thing? Who cleaned it? Yes, I cleaned it. How, how how was that? How was that process? Was it? I was worried about that. I was like, man, this thing's cooking kind of by the coals. Is this thing going to be cleanable? Is this thing going to look like it's? Yeah, no, everything. Like you want to put food on it again? You everything, know, everything cleaned up nicely. So, really? Yeah. Okay, so I actually like that. I didn't. I was. I saw. I saw yeah. this. Like, ugh. Ooh, yeah. Not it. Especially that, that that caramelized uh, yeah. au jus or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's something else is I normally I don't think we would I think if we'd be off the grate a little bit, I think it would have been a lot better on this. So I, I, I do have mixed feelings on this because we, we we had to remove the top grate of the Weber and it sat down on the coal grate. Right. Did the did the coals around it. So the seven inch spike is still killing us on on this Weber. There's probably other cooking methods we could use this with. Yeah, there was a little bit of a difficulty there trying to trying to match it or marry it to what we had. Now, however, did I think it worked out great? I do. Yeah, yeah. worked Definitely out solid. Do it again. Worked yeah. out solid. Little little I, user um, trial and error. Right, there's gonna be a learning curve. How'd you like the uh, the pork there, Elton? I agree with almost everything that y'all said today. Almost. Almost everything. Perfect. Probably everything. Nice. Probably everything. <laughs> Love it. And we'll have a little video. I don't know that we did like a full-fledged video, but there's some kind of video. Was well, shaving or cutting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finished product and all that. I don't know that we got like a lot of talking throughout of it. 
throughout it. But it's funny that we had uh, we have, uh, so so my neighbors come over from from my street. They'd walk down. They had something like, "Oh man, it's really good, flavorful." You know, there was so many, there was so much food being thrown at them yeah. when they when they got here, anyways, right? So they're trying this, they're trying that. Mike's wife was like, "Tracy, uh, Tracy, Tracy." Goes, she's like, "I want to try uh, that other meat." I was like, "Oh, the pork? I got some over here." She's like, "No, no, 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 I want to try some of that brisket." So James James actually cooked a brisket that night mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so I conned him into letting us peekaboo at it, cut some slices off, which is very awesome for you to do that, James. Um, she loved it. Uh, she was like, I need to have Mike come over and cook a brisket with y'all. And we're like, oh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll show him how to do this. She's like, no, no, I don't want him to really like worry about cooking them. Just see the process. Y'all still cook them. I'm ordering one from y'all, this thing. She goes, this is better than <laughs> I had it at the cook-off, our last cook-off they, they came out to. So that's pretty impressive. I, I love that. I love the, that, that, that kind of you know, positivity uh, feedback coming back from somebody you know. Yeah, so. that, that's solid. Yeah, it makes you feel good. It does yeah. make you feel good. Sure, it makes Mike feel great. That's probably why he's kicking my ass at CrossFit tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Was he? Yeah. Nice. Mike, Mike came over, uh, what was it, uh, this past weekend. And he was like, you know what, James? Uh, hey, and he wasn't speaking to me directly, but he, well, I mean, he was to the group per se. And he's like, you know, I came over last week and the nobody was hanging out. Everything was closed up. <laughs> I was like, and then I went home. I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, God dang, yeah, what? You got a reputation <laughs> here, right? That's what you got, man? Yeah. He obviously made it past Alden's, and Alden wasn't up. Yeah, unless he went over to and then rolled over here. He's like, no, nope, no. Nope. And he told me, he's like, it's only been one time that I've come over and y'all haven't been out. That one time I was really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> makes That's, awesome. Bad. That's awesome. Sorry, Mike. All right. So wrapping up the, the Tropiking review, do we want to, I mean, we don't necessarily give grades. We just do reviews or whatever. I mean, it's, it's probably something not for everybody. You know what I mean? Maybe. No, I think this is for everyone. I think you just have to have a willingness to adapt and figure out how, how are you going to use this thing. I would you're going to have to have a, a, a way to use it. Yeah, I would say make sure you've got a grill that is correct uh, compatible. But if you are a barbecue enthusiast, I would say give this thing a shot. Yeah. I think it's cool. I can't, like I said, I can't wait to try it again. I'm kicking my own ass for not having some, uh, some tortillas that night. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think it's a cool it's a cool little I do too. Thing. Yeah. I do too. I it's think cool this tool. thing I think it worked out good. I think I'm really wanting to try uh, some different cuts of meat on exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, d- different. You know, I, even even trying to maybe go to like a an Indian style uh, of cooking or or flavoring or maybe a Brazilian yeah. like or a jerk chicken. Like yeah, I, I think so you could do things. a whole lot of different pla- flavor. Uh, profiles on this but also trying to figure out how this best like that 12 inch steak it's not going to work for us we're not, we're not going to be able to use that so we definitely right. have to use a seven inch um i wonder if that's more for like a uh, a big green egg or something i don't know i don't know what the height clearance is on those it might it might be it might be i was just looking a second ago so it actually might be so you said the uh, the, the original trumpo the 12 inch one wouldn't fit in the in the weber without the grates in it no I mean, those webers are too big tall. Too big. Yeah, no. Really? Think about this sitting on the top, bottom grate, 12 inches up. 
Yeah. It just, it just hit the top. You couldn't put the lid down. It was close. Mm. It was really close. It was close. It was. What about like the one that uh, like Alan has? He has that big one. But I don't think it's any taller. I think it's just wider. Because he has that big ass fucking Weber. Maybe. Maybe he's got a ranch or something. The 31 inch or the. Yeah, but I don't think it's. 20 something inch. I don't think it's taller though. I think it's just wider. Wider. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. So Mason and I work on that one. All in all, I'm giving it two thumbs up. Um, I, I agree. Test it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to use it again. Okay. James, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it one thumbs up. One thumbs up? Yeah. Okay, good. Good for you. I will eat off it again. So I'll probably give it two thumbs up. I will eat off of it again. Okay. Maybe, maybe until I master it to figure out how, how it is I'm supposed to use it, then I'll give it two thumbs up. Yeah. It, and honestly, it's probably like a lot of user error, like not really knowing fully how right. to operate this thing. But yeah. yeah. Let's give it another try. See what is up. Awesome. And, and remember, we, we have a video we're going to post. Kind of shows you our process, what it looked like, finished product, us cutting. So you will see that. So awesome. Thanks, nice. guys. Yeah. Hey John, you got a uh, email for us? I do. Uh, are we not doing the uh, the email little jingle promo uh, intro type deal anymore? Uh, what's email? Email. Uh, no. No. Are we done with that? Okay. Yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> All right then. In that case, yeah, this is a, a follow-up from Mason Bowen. This is our friend that, uh, to recap, wanted to come down and cook with us. Yeah. Oh, from Lear- Oklahoma? Yeah, Oklahoma. learned a little yeah. bit about okay. the competition. And here's what he says. So just listen to the podcast. And I'm looking on how the competition flows and how y'all organize the comp area and plan the cooks. I'm confident in my rubs, so no worries there, laugh out loud. Meat choices like Compart Duroc ribs, are they mandatory? Wag your brisket. Is it really mandatory to be able to be competitive? I'm going to be a one-man team, so organization, timing, and tidiness, I believe, are going to be key. The soonest competition I'm interested in doing is Wichita Falls, which is an, actually an IBCA event. It's in March. Uh, it looks like late March, I believe, and has a backyard category. I think... I've answered all of y'all's questions, but if you have any more, just hit me up with another email. Also, I listened to y'all's podcast about the competitions, the one we did before where we talked like a lot about competition. Yeah. Uh, like making lists on everything I used to cook at home, but I still feel like I'd be a fish out of water if I went to one and competed without. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that's, um, well, so if you're a one-man show, I will tell you right now, you're going to have to be super organized, right? I'm not saying we're not organized, but we're not organized. Uh, only because we're able to fall back on another team member on the team and go, hey, uh, gloves, or hey, I need a pan, or I need this, right? So, because we, we are spread out. We do have multiple, we've got multiple teams in our team, right? We are kind of big team. Um, I keep saying the word team, which is weird. Um but I do think that you see, with that, you do see a little bit being more of an unorganized team. I will say that when we were cooking just with like two people, you you tend to see a little bit better of a unit because you you're or you're you're be able to forecast and think about what that person needs in front of you or next to you, and you're able to to identify that and just help right then. And it's just you and that other person going. If you're by yourself, it's just you. So you're not relying on anybody else. So I definitely want to say organization is going to be your key for this. You know, timetables. I mean, you already have that down. I, I still want you to come down and check out a cookout that we do and our cook off. 
uh, at station for the IBCA and kind of just be around that whole atmosphere. But I, I, I worry that you're going to get into this and go, okay, this team is so dysfunctional or this team is so disorganized or, or whatever. And, and maybe, you know, it probably would be true to an extent, but um, I think just because at our size, it just doesn't lend well uh, to a, to a one man show. But I think you should definitely see what it's all about. Right. And there's some things you're going to be able to see. I think that uh, when it comes to our timetables, how we prep, how, how much of an advance we're prepping, those are things that you can definitely pick up on a, on a competition side and go, okay, these guys were head of the game by, by three hours, you know, before right. they had to move forward. So I don't know. What, what, what were your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, Mason's asked this question before, you know, it's, <clears throat> I think you alluded to exactly what we told him last time. You know, it's just when if you're on your own, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. We have a big team, and it, it makes it easier for us. You know what I mean? Or for y'all. I would say, you know, to Mason again, just, I mean, obviously know your times. You know, have your, your practices for anything, you know, that, hey, I've got to do brisket, or i got to do ribs now. So you have to have your processes in place, you have your times in place, and you have to, if you're by yourself, it's going to be harder, obviously. So I don't know how old Mason is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's young, young, don't expect to win. Then he That's... probably has the the energy and and the the stamina to go out there and do a cook off by himself and do all that and stay up. But but a lot of that stuff requires you staying up or getting up super early and then running all day. I mean, it's doable. It is. But it really helps out having a team of maybe another person or two people, three people. Helps out tremendously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he comes here, I mean, he's going to come here and he's going to see a huge, you know, freaking 60-foot RV. I mean, I mean, he's going to see a huge RV. We have all the amenities out there and everything is, I mean. so Is it, it normal? You know what I mean? Unless you're not for beginners, no, exactly. it's, it's not normal. Yes, I'm not. I'm not trying to discourage the guy come, from coming down. I would like to, him to come down and for sure and, and check it out. And hopefully, we have a good cook off between now and March. I don't know. I know we have a what's the one? Uh, Alvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alvin. That's probably the one we have at the. It's March, I think. That's we a, have that. Yeah, that it might later. be around the same time. So maybe around the same time. So I hope we have one that we can invite him down to. If not, he may have to go to this one alone and and do it, and maybe come down and and see one of ours. Or heck, I hope it'd be kind of cool if we just show up to his right. Do a little road trip. I mean, do do. I guess we don't know. Is this his first cook off ever? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like he's never done it before. Yeah, yeah and really, th- this is going to be super invaluable to you doing your first cook-off because you're going to learn all this stuff that you don't have that you do need. Right. Take some notes. And the, yeah, exactly. Take notes of, of what it is and then build upon it. Yeah. I mean, that's all you could do. I mean, you come down and see us all day long. I mean, great. That's fine. And you'll see all this stuff, but until you actually get into the mix involved doing these cook-offs james is writing that his resources are going to be different that he's not going to be able to really copy exactly what we're doing well no he didn't think that either but at the same time i will say yeah like alan said it's going to be hard for just one person to pull this off not that he can't but since he's never done it before 
and maybe he doesn't have another person because he doesn't have another person that's like a barbecue guru like he is. Bring your wife, bring a buddy, bring somebody that likes to drink beer and hang out. Really, you just need extra hands. You can be the brain yeah. and have somebody else, hey, bring me this. Hey, bring me that. You just need extra hands, basically. Yeah, word. Word. Yeah. I, I actually got a um, a barbecue. I, was, I don't know if it was a barbecue fell. John sent me something here. I heard my phone go off a second ago. That was an email. That was an email, was an email. from an avid fan. Okay. This is a, a mega fan. I think they've listened to every episode. He actually texted me today, asks me when the next episode's coming out. Text me. That means they know me. So this is a this is a barbecue uh, barbecue smoke question. And it says, um, let's see. I'm in need of you fellas' help. I have a family member that rolls into town from time to time and tries to take over the grill smoking duties who is overly confident in his abilities. He's a part of some competitive smoke team, but I don't know how to tell him maybe he should just leave the grill to me. Your help would be greatly appreciated. Uh, let's see. Seriously, great job so far, guys. And a quick shout out to my favorite brisket grabber, John. That's where he spelled your name the same way. That's... Justin Lathrop. Oh, you mother trucker. Okay, so this is uh, obviously this is a spoof. Hey, I think your account got hacked again. Uh, so this is Justin Lathrop, Lathrop Tile and Stone Incorporated. It's weird to put a license number down there. We should call this guy. 31331. That's my brother. Obviously, he thinks I'm the best. <laughs> is, that, is that your brother? That's my brother. Seriously? Yes. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, he listens to every episode. Man, hey, uh, Justin. He, he actually is learning some stuff. Like he's he's figuring it out. He's got a couple of grills, and he's he's got the brisket figured out and whatnot. Justin, I could not agree more. I hate it, you know, especially this this guy that floats into town every once in a while, and he, oh, let me show you how to do this. Let me show you what I learned in Texas, and blah, 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 blah. You know, look, just slap his hand and tell him, look, get your Texas barbecue crap out of my thing. This is California. This is where Justin's from, by the way. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know this, what? And this is my house. This is my house. And if, you know what, this Justin, if you grill. want to call in to us and, 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 you know, call into the show one day, that'd be awesome. Maybe, maybe, maybe next time you come down and visit, we'll get you on here and give us your side. Uh, have John do his side. This will be great. This will, this will be fantastic. Huh, Justin. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> think we've done you. plenty of, plenty of, uh, th- there was a couple of episodes where we've gone over the rules. I'm like, I'm, and maybe we need to do a little investigation investigation on rules maybe guidelines barbecue etiquette barbecue etiquette i mean i know we did a little bit of that in the first couple episodes or whatever it is but going to another man's house and messing with his grill touching his spatula and his long fork hey i didn't touch anything that didn't need to be touched okay and maybe maybe not what justin said maybe they didn't know what they're doing maybe they need a little help yeah they did you know, you know. Hey, but, he, he didn't know what a brisket was when I got a hold of him. But maybe, maybe it's just a a good judgment, a good good sound. Just like, hey, if you go over to another man's house, just step back, just let them do what they do, let them burn the chicken, let them just totally ruin the brisket. No, I'll say he knows what he's doing, especially at this point. Even before this, like before I started cooking with y'all, he would cook me under the table. But as far as like brisket goes and slow smoking and whatnot, 
I feel I feel confident in saying I've taught him some things. Nice. Good. Is he older or younger? He's older. Yeah. I feel Man. like I he's feel, pretty old. He's like y'all's age. He's pretty I, old. I feel like a Lathrop. I feel like he should have moved to Texas. Maybe you should have stayed a couple of years. He's like Mr. Hunter. The dude's got like a four foot beard, like duck hunting every weekend, like pictures of him. Actually the koozies we gave away, the um the Viking decoys, he's he's part of that little program that we did for our twelve days of Christmas. He's he's getting into that that business there. Nice. That's great. Nice. Alvin, in case you missed that, uh Justin Lathrop emailed in to us. John's brother. Okay. I was basically saying how he hates when his brother shows up and tries to take over a grill. He really thinks he should take a step back and watch how California does does their thing. <sighs> that sounds like a very Californian thing to say. <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. Somebody shows up at your house, tries to work your grill. What are you going to say? I Thank know what you. you say. You pull a shotgun out. Start blowing holes in cabinets. <laughs> I got you. Probably. Okay. Probably. Warning chat. Yeah. Next one's not a warning, so do the math. Shit, this thing's loaded. Safety's not on. <laughs> yeah. I'll pull a trigger to find out. <laughs> yep, that's not loaded. That's, it, uh, yep, that is loaded. Oh, that safety was not on. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I think my ears are still ringing today from that. Yeah, I'm probably sure. not, but it's pretty loud inside. Alan's in close court battles with himself. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go into the barbecue fails. I got a barbecue fail um, sent to us by a friend of a friend. This is um, a gentleman that owns Back Porch Barbecue in LaGrange, Texas. I met the guy once, and he's he's super nice guy. And he's, he's extended his invitation to us if we want to go to the um, the, the restaurant. And, Back Porch? Yep. And check out all the ins and outs of the barbecue restaurant and, you know, get up with him in the morning and check out how he does the, the cooking and what he cooks on. And he mentioned he had, he had several little offset, he had offset smokers and all that type of stuff. So he's so. cooking on multiple devices. Okay. Correct. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, one of these episodes, I think we, we might do it like a live episode, not live episode, but do a. On site, on site episode. I think it'd be cool just get that experience of what he goes through daily. I mean, I'm sure that dude just sits there and grinds it out. And right, well, cooking in a restaurant is probably a little different than backyard competition, or competition. Yeah. yeah, he mentioned to me. I think he, I think his dad was into competition barbecue, and I, I think that got him into doing a little bit of the cooking, and then ultimately led to him doing this barbecue restaurant. What's his name? I don't, I don't think you said it. It's a uh, Derek. Derek. Okay. Derek from Back Porch Barbecue. He said that he got they they got an honorable mention from I believe it's Texas Monthly on the ranking. Oh, the 50 best barbecue in Texas or they whatever. Did, they didn't make the Top fifty, but they got like an honorable mention. Good nice. for him. Yeah, that is good. That's, yeah, that's freaking fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Shit. yeah, heck yeah. Okay, so he sent two. One of them was kind of a small one, and the other one is a little long. I'll try to read it as best I can. Um, we'll go right off the bat, and we'll go. Okay, so so one time I pulled off um, the the pit ten racks of perfectly cooked ribs, and he's like, "Am I?" humble opinion baby back ribs i tripped 
walking into the back door of the restaurant, and ribs flew all over the place. Sweet baby Jesus. Uh, back porch barbecue has got a different meaning right there. Yeah. Right. He said, follow, followed shortly by a bunch of cuss words. Laugh, yeah. laugh out loud. He's Ten like, racks. That's a lot of They didn't have ribs that's that day. Cooking. That's money flying all over the place. That sucks, man. They did, did not, not have, have ribs. ribs that day. That sucks. We all drop stuff every once in a while. I mean, it happens. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is what it is. It's no big deal. Another was I decided I would try the whole hot and fast brisket mm. thing. Seems to be a trend that's going around. Yeah. In hindsight, the problem, he had been a low and slow type guy for a, quite some time um, with his pit. And he said, don't get me wrong. He's like, I clean my pit every week, like religiously. But there's grease coating everything, everywhere, all the time. You know what I mean? Right. So no matter how you clean it, there's still going to be grease there. So he's like, anyways, I, I started my offset pit. Um, like I would normally do, but I had a little bit more wood. He's like, I just started pouring on the wood. It's like, I mean, I had a raging fire. Inferno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, so I get it hot. He's like, after a couple hours, uh, it was reading about 350 or so. He's like, he put six briskets on. He's like, mm, that is not how you test a new method. <laughs> He's like, this is going to be awesome. Six, right? Yeah. Can't do it with one. No. Let's put six on there. Yeah. It's fine. How many can we fit? Yeah, exactly. He's like, this is going to be awesome, right? He's like, uh, get everything done faster, all the trendy stuff and all this stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I come back 10 minutes later to check things, and the the pit is pegged out. Mm. Like, it's maxed at 500 <laughs> plus degrees. He's like, white smoke is billowing out of the smokestack. Yep. Yeah. That's not clean smoke. Somebody's got a fire. Yeah. He's like, I'm he's like, I'm thinking, what the fuck? What the F? So I opened up the pit to look at the meat. And he says, Have you ever seen the movie Backdraft? <laughs> right? Oh shit. Oh man, that's horrible. That's not good. Oh, that's horrible. As soon as he opens up the door, a humongous fireball comes flowing out, just Oh, that's gross. Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, that's man. It's like catch your building on fire. Or Does something. he you still know I mean? have eyebrows? Right. Yeah. He's like, I, I got the door open. He's like, after the fireball is like, he's able to survey what's going on. He's like, everything is on fire. Briskets on fire. The briskets Grates on, on fire. fire. The, the metals on fire. Metals burning. Yeah. Metals that's, on fire. Yeah. That's everything one way to build the bark. Is on fire. He's like, uh, and uh, I mean, there was really, really nothing that he could do. Uh, and he made a joke. He's like, after I made sure that my eyebrows were still still intact or whatever, he he shut the door down, closed the baffles off, closed everything out. I mean, that's the only thing you could do just right. to choke out the fire, yeah. choke out all the oxygen. So he's like, I closed the back door, closed off all the air inlet, air inlet, inlet, inlets. Read much inlets? Yeah, I closed the door. Uh, closed off all the air inlets and outlets to choke out the fire. It's like it took a while before I could open up the pit without causing a huge flare up, but eventually it cooled down and got I got it under control. But yet the briskets didn't survive. Uh, but I definitely learned a lesson that day. Uh, I'm not cut out for the hot and fast life. 
That's a tough lesson. Six briskets. Yeah, that's an expensive lesson. Hey, like how many briskets per cow? Two briskets. Yeah, that's three cows. Three cows. Massacred. They massacred. Burnt. It's kind of funny. That's, I, I look at meat like that now. I used to not look at meat like that way, but I do now. Uh, but, man, that's a big lesson, and that stinks because, I mean, that's, that's your money. That's your time. That's your barbecue pit. You know, I'm not saying I've never had a – a fire start or anything else because uh, I have, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had I, some bonfires. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's just inevitable, but I mean it's low and slow for a reason. I know like the Myra Mixons and the the guys that cook uh, some of their methods are like three fifty for one hour. They pull off, they drop it down to two forty five or two fifty. It goes that temperature for. You know, six hours, you know, eight hours, and it's done. So there's definitely a method to their madness of how they do that. I mean, James and I have probably cooked some really quick briskets. John, I know you cooked a really quick brisket. Um, Alden, I Very know quick you brisket. cooked a really quick brisket. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, man, that stinks. Dash dang. Yeah. That sucks. And, Derek, we really do appreciate you uh, sharing that. It, there's not a lot of um, people out there that probably, especially owning a barbecue restaurant or, or whatever, that would probably share that type of information. But that's what I was gonna say. Like, it just goes to show you that even like an expert, because this guy is clearly an expert. Knows everybody does. Yeah, everybody fails. Makes mistakes. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna say that's not even that's 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 a trial and error. You're trying something new, yeah. whatever that's else. A, that's a learning. I went to a restaurant in Houston. Brisket came out. It was solid white, and it wasn't because. It was painted or had some white sauce on it. It was solid white because they had boiled it mm. in a big vat, a big pot. Good. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. They were trying so something new. They were trying something new, probably. Hopefully, that's what their excuse was that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, hey, so. I'm anxious to go to this back porch and try it. I, I, I am too, got, man. Don't they have like a, some too. kind of sandwich or something that's like their... Their signature? Yeah, that's just like got like every kind of meat on it you can think of that's just supposed to be like I think so. I think it's like a it's like a brisket sandwich that has the 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 pork and right. just everything sausage just and all kinds of shit on, on it. Of yeah. it. Yeah. I want to try it. That and also you said he had some uh, killer prime rib that he brought over? Oh dude, he hooked it up uh, um we were over at a buddy's house and he hooked up the prime rib. And I, I don't know if this is something that he offers at the 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 barbecue restaurant. Or if he does catering on the side or whatever, but so he brought it over, and I'm super thankful for him because I'm at this New Year's Eve party, and it, the, they bought they bought yeah. out the cheese fondue and the chocolate fountain. So James doesn't everything eat cheese. was right. centered. He doesn't do any. Uh, I don't do lactose. cheese. I, I, instant diarrhea. So they bust out the cheese. The everything is just dippable into cheese or dippable into chocolate, yeah. and I'm like diarrhea fountain. Where's the meat at? <laughs> I'm carnivore. <laughs> I'm hungry. Bread? I mean, well, they had bread. They had a pound cake. They had uh, that you can dip in the chocolate. They had bread that you can dip in the cheese and all yeah. stuff like that. But I'm like, where the meat at? Yeah. Sorry. I'm still hungry. Yeah. Our good friend, she's like, well, you know, I put some um, taquitos. Put some taquitos in for you. I'm like, okay, well, good. I mean, I'll, I'll eat those. I mean, cool. I need something to soak up a little bit of the alcohol that, that I'm that I'm drinking. So I was like, oh, I'll eat some of the taquitos. Yeah, great, fantastic. Well, everybody gets there. The whole party's just going. Everything's whatever. The trade taquitos come out. And I'm eating a couple or whatever. And then I just noticed like just hands just grabbing everywhere. 
Like yeah. kids, those are my taquitos. Kids coming up, just grabbing taquitos. Uh, adults coming over here, just grabbing taquitos. I'm like, bro, you need to stick to the cheese fountain over there. Okay, <laughs> these are mine. It's got your name on it. Yeah, these are mine. These are what I, that I'm going to survive on. Yeah, this night. So Derek brought Derek and his wife uh, Corinne, I think, showed up with a prime rib that was phenomenal. Yeah, he had like like a homemade horseradish sauce okay. with a beef um, au jus mm. that went along with it. Some King's Hawaiian rolls. Those are the best. And honestly, I had the steak and I didn't even use the au jus or the horseradish. I just steak and roll. It was money. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Nice. Props, to, props to Derek and over back porch barbecue. Well, I think it was another phenomenal episode of grabbing the brisket. I, I really mean, can I say something real quick? We don't like when we cut each other off. And exactly. I just want to let you know that uh, I do think this is an amazing I think this has been a great episode. Uh, episode. And I just want to say uh, thank you for can listening. I, can I say something, John? No, I'm just kidding, guys. Hey, hey thank you all. It's been great. So, James. Yeah, we, we definitely do appreciate it. One small little favor that I can ask for people out there. Whether you're listening on iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify, Click the like, the subscribe, the stars, rate it, drop us a little comment or whatever. I mean, it, it really takes like seconds, but it really just helps us out in the long run. To I'd be mention, we want the feedback. Yeah, and if we get a kick-ass review, we will share it. Yeah, if we exactly. get a negative review, we promise to dump you. So well, Right, we will share that too and call you an asshole. Alden? I agree with everything you guys just said. That's so weird. Okay, Alden agrees. I love it. Okay. I like Derek. He's a solid dude. I've never met him, but I think he's going to be solid when I do meet him. Exactly. Yes. All right. Peace. We out. Just grab him in the brisket. Mm-hmm.